It's the Go Gopher Podcast with Mike Grimm, episode number 87. I am Mike Grimm, voice of the Golden Gophers, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited to welcome back to our Go Gopher Podcast one of our all-time favorites. He was with us in the middle of last season and couldn't have been more fun. Well, now he's got a bigger role this season, and you're going to love hearing from kicker Dragon Kesich, the kid with the big foot and the big personality. Buckle in for some great conversation from the guy who booted the game-winning field goal on opening night. We'll find out about it. Our Go Go for podcast is presented by alumni-owned Sunbelt Business Advisors and True North Mergers and Acquisitions. If you're a business founder planning to exit your business, start by contacting Sunbelt Business Advisors and True North Mergers and Acquisitions. Sunbelt serves more businesses up to $5 million in revenue than anyone, and True North M&A serves companies with revenues up to $150 million. Get a confidential, no-cost, no-obligation business valuation started today. Make the most of your life's work. Visit sunbeltminnesota.com or tnma.com today. Sunbelt Business Advisors and True North Mergers and Acquisitions, led by the great Brian Slipka, they are servant leaders. Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union is also a big sponsor of our Go Gopher podcast. Life math is complicated, and Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union makes it easier with local financial experts available to help in person or virtually. Learn more at affinityplus.org slash gogophers. Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union also sponsors our player profile, and thanks to them, we have Dragon Kesich here in our podcast. We're also thrilled that Cub has joined the podcast as a major sponsor as we're now rolling with football season. Join Cub, the University of Minnesota, and M Health Fairview Masonic Children's Hospital. Donate to Cub Kindness and give kids a chance at a full life. Cub cares. The Go Go for podcast is now also sponsored by Head Flyer Brewing, located in northeast Minneapolis, right next door to campus, with a great vibe, great craft beer, and much more. Head Flyer Brewing is having a game watch this Saturday for the Gopher North Carolina game. Stop by, watch the game on the big screen TVs and the projector TV, cheer on the Gophers, enjoy some great craft beer with great discounts if you wear your Head Flyer Gopher gear, available at Head Flyer. Really cool shirts, check them out. If you haven't been to Head Flyer Brewing, please make a point to do so, and especially this Saturday for the 2.30 kickoff, the Gophers and Tar Heels, it's a game watch at Head Flyer Brewing. Our podcast is also sponsored by State Farm Agent Tony Hoagland at champlininsurance.com. Tony's a big-time Gopher fan. We're podcasting episode 87 from the Aquarius Home Services studio. We invite you to subscribe to our Go Gopher podcast. It's free to do so. You can go back and listen to the Go Gopher podcast from previous weeks. Last week, for example, on our episode, we welcomed Gopher star receiver Daniel Jackson. He took us through that amazing toe-tap catch. It's well worth the listen. We also spent time with volleyball star Melanie Shaftmaster, who told us why playing a tough schedule is important. This episode, we're talking Golden Gopher football with big-footed kicker Dragon Kesich. He's next. How much can you save when you shop Cub? Let's just say you might need a bigger cart. We've lowered prices, so you save more. On Essential Every Day, it's easy to see the savings. Across the aisles, from pantry products, to frozen foods, to delicious dairy, and more. Your family will love it, guaranteed, or your money back. Shop Cub and save today. My Cub, my way. See store for details. I'm Clay Geary, walk-on, turn scholarship, wide receiver for Gopher football. And I'm Ben Utech, U of M alumni, Super Bowl champion, and Tony Dungy Uncommon Award winner. We understand championship culture, which is why we're part of the True North family of companies. 
True North invests in only elite teams, like the champion team at Sunbelt Business Advisors, Minnesota's largest seller of companies. To learn more about True North and our diverse family of independently owned companies, visit truenorthequitypartners.com. It's episode 87, the Go Gopher podcast with Mike Grimm, and my pleasure to welcome back to the show a return visit, Dragon Kesic, the uh, left-footed kicker for the Golden Gophers. We had fun last year. I'm glad you're back. I know. This was uh, probably one of the most fun times I've had talking uh, on a podcast, so I'm great, happy to be back. Yeah, and when we talked last year, uh, one, people got introduced to you that maybe hadn't heard from you before, and uh, everyone was impressed with your personality and your background and your story, and we'll get... We'll rehash some of that because not everyone listens all the time. But at that point, you were the kickoff guy. And Correct. a lot of people were like, kickoff guy? How good of a story can he have? And you had a great story. Yeah. Your story now has evolved because you're not just the kickoff specialist. You're now the field goal specialist as well. And it's evolved to the point where uh, you're booting the ball, you're impacting games. Of course, opening night uh, had to be something unbelievable to kick in your first, I guess. I mean, you had kicked in a, a, a situation in a game before, but your first real game as the starter, so to speak, as yeah. the field goal specialist. Yeah. I mean, you've been on the field a lot, but yeah. and you boot the game winner. Uh, surreal moment. Let me that uh, that <laughs> moment. That's what kickers dream of is a nice walk off field goal with zero zero seconds left on the clock. And I remember it was right before uh, Newbin's pick. I go up to Croft and I'm like, "Hey, like, be ready. We're gonna have to hit something here. Whether they go down the field, hit a field goal, and then." It, but Tyler Newbin did Tyler Newbin things. Gets that pick. Could have could have cribbed it. Yeah. If he didn't stumble, I think he would have cribbed it. But then he picked it, and I'm like, okay, here we actually have a chance here. And then it would have been like a 58-yarder, I think, and then Sean Tyler busted one up for 11 yards. And then I just remember running on the field. I don't know why I remember this so vividly, but I ran on the field, and I looked to my right, and there's a Nebraska fan stormed the field. Yeah. And I was like, is anybody going to get him? And no security or anything went after him. He's just running around on the field. And then finally a Nebraska, like a team member, motions him over. And then I'm like, all right, I got to lock in. Then they call a timeout, and I'm like, all right, they have no more timeouts. We're hitting this one. And then I hit it. It went through. And you know the second it hit your foot because you Tiger Woods'd it. Yeah. You I, gave the fist pump. I loved it. Yeah. And, and so from where I'm at calling the game, oftentimes I'll either watch the crowd behind – or the kicker, because yeah. they know. Because the angle, you really I, you really can't see yeah, you what can't, it is. Yeah, no, not at all. Um, and so oftentimes if I see the crowd for a home game doesn't react, and I'm like, oh, it might not go. And then you wait, and then the ref gives a signal. So yeah. I, I watch you. Yeah. <laughs> and when you hit it, I'm, I'm feeling real good about it because yeah. you gave the fist bump. Um, so you've practiced in your mind, right, as yeah. a kicker. Oh. You've that situation how many times? A million times probably. Every night before I go to bed, I yeah. always think about, just moments like that. Like, I always have the one, like, oh, like a game-winning field goal to beat Wisconsin, you know, being from Wisconsin. It's always like a like a thing. But, like, every night before I go to bed, I'm thinking just about through situations that could possibly happen. Uh, I've always thought of game-winning kicks. So I, like, I felt going into that moment I was mentally prepared. And uh, I trust Brady. I trust Crawford. I trust the, the guys up front blocking, and it worked out. So. It worked. And not just, you know, mentally. I'm sure – Physically, you've practiced that in, oh, well, in yeah. the spring game a couple years ago. You drilled a game winner. Right? Yeah, I mean, it so was, Coach Fleck puts a, uh, puts the kickers and specialists through a lot of uh, tough situations, which is good because we need to be put in those tough situations. A lot of kicking in front of the team, a lot of kicking competitions, punting competitions. So I think those uh, the periods of practice that he puts us through that really add pressure to us just make situations like that easier. So. 
Shout out, Coach Fleck. How nervous were you, though? Be honest. I'm going to give you a little uh, shot of truth serum. Here. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to be honest. I was, I personally, I don't know if this is messed up to say, but I was more nervous on the PAT to tie the game. Sure. Because I was like, okay, if I miss this, we're down. It's over, probably. Yeah. And then I, with the with the one, we, we were tied. So I was like, like I was less nervous in comparison to if we were down one or down two. The situation two. was a little yeah. different. Yeah. yeah. So it was like we were tied, and I was I would have been way more nervous if it was like we're down one or two. But us being tied, I was still nervous, obviously. But, like, I was a lot more calm and relaxed and ready for the moment than I thought I'd be. Yeah. So, I mean. You looked very calm. And then you kind of sneaked away. And then Crawford's jumping up and down. And everyone just turns and they, they, he drew their attention. Yeah. So you, you were like all by yourself. Yeah. It was, we watched the, we watched the, the kick in, uh, film the next day. And we're watching the film. And Coach Flex, like, cause Callerup, Nick Callerup, the tight end, uh, picked up Crawford. Yeah. So Coach Flex like Calderup, like, what were you thinking here? He's like, <laughs> I don't know. I turned around, saw somebody jumping, thought it was Dragon, and it just went from there. But shout out Quinn Carroll for coming to me instead of Crawford. So. Yeah, he 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 was uh, he was the he was the guy that figured out uh, the guy that kicked. That yeah. said, uh, a tip of the cap because those pressure situations, weeks with the snap, Crawford wasn't uh, you know shouldn't have been anonymous in that situation. Yeah, anyway, no, no, right? not at all. He not pushed at all. the the boot down, but yeah. you, you did the heavy lifting. Yeah, yeah, but it, w- it wouldn't be possible without them too. So. Again, shout out Brady, shout out Croft, because without them, like, if Brady doesn't get the snap back there, if Brady or if Crawford fumbles the hold, there's there's no kick. Yeah. So. I I just get the I get the glory for it. It was so it was so fun to watch and just a it was a big night uh, and let's be honest with six minutes left it wasn't looking great and then the defense makes some plays the offense answers two scoring drives and then you finish it off so with the game's over there's celebration now walk me through how the rest of kind of the immediate uh, evening went maybe on the field with teammates coaches yeah so once they went through uh, everybody after after they were done with Crawford. Everybody kind of <laughs> moved over to me and was just like applauding me and giving me tap taps on the head, stuff like that. And then I had a lot of like, uh, what's her name from Fox Sports came up to me. I had to do something on the phone for Fox Sports, showed off the arrow a little bit. And then uh, after the teammates were done, we did the the song. I forgot the yeah. Northern Star. I don't know what it's called, whatever. And then uh, I met up with Coach Fleck, and then he started like shining my I left saw that. shoe. What was he doing there? Yeah, he, he was shining. Yeah, your he was foot? like shining yeah. my foot, and I was like, ah, come on! But <laughs> it was awesome. It was a great experience. I mean, I hope every kicker gets to experience something like that because that was truly something that I'll never forget. Yeah. And then did you, uh, your family, were they there? Oh yeah. And afterwards, so take me through after you know once you shower and yeah. And head so out. I was I was a little late behind because we had to do media afterwards, but I run out there and. Uh, they were still there, and my dad was. I never seen my dad cry. And there's a video on Twitter of, it's uh, I forgot who recorded it, but it's a video of my mom, and my dad, and then the kick goes in, and then my parents start cheering. But instead of hugging each other first, my dad hugs some guy to his left, and my mom <laughs> hugs some dude to his right, and then they finally <laughs> hug each other. But uh, yeah, when I met with him after, I never seen my dad cry, and that was I was like, dude, this is this is crazy. This was something that hit deep in the family. And then I had probably three or 400 Instagram followers by the end of the game. I had like 200 text messages on my phone. I had like 200 Snapchat. Like it took me till like 5 a.m. to go through all to these just notifications. Figure it all out. And like I felt bad not responding to anybody, so I responded to everybody. Oh, you know, my like, goodness. Yeah. So um, we had Daniel Jackson on last week, and I asked him about did his phone blow up, and he said yes. And then I said, who, you know, like give me an example. And he said Calvin Johnson. Yeah. Hits that- him up. <laughs> did you have anybody, uh, like any famous person? Because the thing was, that's a Thursday night prime time. There's yeah. three and a half million people watching. Yeah. You know, it, so. I, I, uh, I kind of, 
I had Pat McAfee. I mean, oh, he, yeah. he didn't DM me, but he posted the video on and his story. And he's a special teams yeah. guy, right? Yeah. Special teams legend. So when he posted uh, that video on his on his Instagram, it was uh, it was pretty surreal. I'm like, Pat McAfee just put me <laughs> on his Instagram account, and I thought that was really cool. So. Yeah, I'd say I'd say Pat Pat McAfee. Yeah, so so cool. And then, um, so you get you get all of that. Uh, and then, how did the week after go? Because now you're the hero. Was practice just back to normal then, or was there still some like you're walking on cloud nine for a while? Uh, I I think when I woke up the next day, I was kind of still walking on cloud nine. I'm like, I, I, this doesn't seem real. And then I got uh, to the facility, and everybody's like cheering me on and stuff. And then, I think the following day, I was finally like, okay, I can stop watching the videos now. Cause I was watching the videos like all day. <laughs> so I was like, I could probably stop watching the videos now and then focus on Eastern Michigan. But yeah, I definitely feel like that, that day after I was, I was still on cloud nine. So, so good. Now you, um, we, we've watched you in practice enough. You do have a little natural draw on your kick. So take me through, uh, what you have to do in that situation or in any situation. I'm sure you're watching wind and from the left hash, here's what I have to do. And that's why when you hit it, you knew, cause honestly, when you watch it, when you first hit it, it's outside the upright, but yeah. you know that this yeah. is how it's going. Yeah. It's, uh, it's just like knowing, knowing your ball flight. And uh, from the left hash, I kind of aim more straight because just of my how I swing across my body in comparison to the right hash. The right hash, I got to aim a little more left because kicking mechanics. But uh, that spot we hit like in pre-practice a lot. Crawford and I, for some reason, will hit uh, like 48-yard field goal, a little deeper. But like we always pick uh, the 48-yard field goal to before practice starts. So we're pretty confident in that spot. So when we got there and I took my steps, I'm like, why does this feel so familiar? And then after, when I was watching the videos, I'm like, we hit that spot at practice. Every day. Yeah. So it was like, <laughs> we were literally training for that moment. And yeah. it showed up when we needed it to. So the um, so everything gets done. You come out then the next week and um, you're called upon a couple of shorties and, it, and, you, and you drill it and you're feeling great. Yeah. Right? It, it was, uh, I never really thought in a game I'd get a 19-yard field goal, a 20-yard field goal, and a 24-yard field goal. <laughs> uh, pro- I mean, an 18-yard field goal is the shortest you could have in the game. So yeah. having a 19, a 20, a 24 is pretty pretty weird. But going from having like a 47, a 54 to having those short ones, it's like I mean, that's the first time I've ever had anything like that in a game. So it was, I mean, cool to get it done for the boys. And uh, now, now on the North Carolina. I, I have to go back, too, because you mentioned that um, it was going to be if, if, if uh, Tyler gets stopped, the line of scrimmage, no gain, lossy, whatever. It's going to be a fifty-eight to sixty-ish. Yeah. And I asked PJ on the coach's show um, the last week. Uh, you know, I, I said you ha- you handed it off, so you must have felt like he's like we were going to kick it no matter what. He goes, I felt good. He said we had talked and we thought that you know maybe even out to sixty-three if if it was a situation that could win the game. Yeah. So you did you? I mean, you were feeling good from yeah, wherever I was, uh, it was. Yeah, because there really wasn't uh, too much wind. If anything, it was going right to left, but. Uh, pre-practice or pre-practice pre-game uh, I was hitting some longer ones it was feeling really good so I mean whatever coach Wanger and I talked about like what we're feeling comfortable from and then whatever they needed me to do I was willing if it was 58 I was willing to hit a 58 yard if it was 63 I was willing to hit a 63 yard or so and I was confident in myself that it'd go in so that's that that's that and um did, does it does a kick like that? I mean, I know you have confidence anyway, but does it does it boost a little too that now you you, you validate all this work? Yeah, I think so. I think it was because, like you said, it was like my first game as a starter on field goal, and never did I think the first game would come down to that. And uh, it was 
you know, Trickett texted me afterwards, actually, and he was like, congratulations, so proud of you, stuff like that. And I got to credit a lot of my success to Trickett because he's so technically sound when it comes to kicking, and he's helped me through a lot in becoming a better field goal and kickoff guy. So having that moment in my first ever game, uh, like I said, pretty surreal. But uh, I feel like I was prepared for the moment just because all the work I put in, it was good to see that uh, that work come to fruition. So Yeah, I had Trickett written on my sheet here to ask you about him, um, and, the, and now you're you know, transformation from kickoff specialist where you yeah. led the, the country in touchbacks yeah. last year to um, to now uh, adding that role. And I was going to ask you, and you kind of hit on a little bit, what uh, what it was like, you know, waiting your turn, but also progressing and trying to soak it all in so that when your moment came, you were ready. What And you mentioned Trickett, so yeah. he, he, was, he was helpful with all of that? Yeah, it was because uh, obviously as a kicker, you want to do both. But when I got here, it was kickoff specialist and then I can uh, credit Brock Walker a lot because Brock Walker helped me help me a lot of uh, mechanical stuff. And then once Brock moved on, and then we brought in Trickett, I was like, obviously I was a little bummed because I'm like, okay, I'm a, I'm compete with a, I think he was first team All Mac, like yeah. Mac kicker of the year and stuff like that. But in hindsight, he it was a blessing in disguise because he taught me so much. He elevated my game to the next level, and I can, I owe him so much. So what what kind of stuff if you want to share? Yeah, he uh, he taught me how to like. Because when you do kickoffs, so when you hit a field goal, you're using more groin in comparison to when you're doing kickoff, you're using more quad. So it's all foot position. So he taught me how to, because before when I would hit field goals, I'd have a tendency to hit my kickoffs like field goals, where it, do, it doesn't get as much distance. So he was teaching me how uh, how I can go from field goal to kickoff. He helped me uh, get my kickoff steps right. Like you see on my kickoffs when I do, I go 10, 4, and then I do those diagonal steps. He taught me all that. He taught. He got me right on my field goal steps. So literally, he helped my game tremendously. Wow. He, yeah, I can. He's a wizard when it comes to this stuff. So is just him coming up through his own kicking training in schools. And yeah, then so and yeah, helping he, you with that. Yeah, so he went to uh, a lot of the same kicking camps I went to, but he like retains the kicking <laughs> information a lot better than I do. So being able to have him there and work with him every day and like watch film together. Sometimes like he'd even come to my apartment and him and I would watch film together. So, I mean, he, like, it's, I don't even know, like, the word of how much he helped me yeah. because it, it's tremendous. It, it, it's kind of, it is kind of cool how life does things. Like you said, maybe you were a little bummed because you want to kick, and then, as it turns out, um, it probably it, it probably makes you a better kicker that he ends up here. 100%. Like I said, I was a blessing in disguise to have yeah. that man here for two years because I learned so much behind him, so... So the last regulation game-winning field goal was 20 years ago, 2003. Reese Lloyd hit it against the Badgers at the Metrodome, which was the great um, – it's one of the great walk-off videos of all time. You've probably seen it. He kicks the field goal, and then he leads the charge yeah. to get the ax, hurdles the bench like like Mr. Hurdler, <laughs> yeah, athlete, kicker guy. Yeah. And then he gets the uh, ax out of the uh, – you know. And, and I think they were doing – they didn't always charge the field. I don't want to say that that – that maybe started the charging of the field, but it's the first time I remember where that became the deal. And I think after that, you know, the guys on the other side were like, okay, if you're going to storm us, we'll storm yeah. you and back and <laughs> forth. And um, there were, there've been two game winning kicks, I believe two since then, but those were, and I'm not saying, but like they were lesser field goals. They were overtime winners where you're, you know, the defense gets a stop offense has it, or you exchange yeah. field goals or whatever. And the Gophers have been on the wrong end of that too. Um, I think Colorado state, Santoso kicked a game winner, yeah. and um, 
and at uh, UNLV, there was an overtime game winner. Uh, I forget even what year that was out in the desert. Jordan Wetstein got a game winner. And there might have been a couple more, but I think those were the those have basically been it. So it, it doesn't, you know, Trickett was the kicker for a while. Emmett Carpenter never had a real true walk-off. Yeah. Um, Santoso had one against Rutgers with like 10 seconds left maybe, and well, a long one, a 50-yarder against Purdue with a minute maybe, I, I'm give or take. Yeah. But to walk it off, walk it off, kick it off, so to speak, there haven't been a lot of them. I mean, you don't get that chance. So it's amazing that it fell to you in game one. Yeah, I mean, I've been in college. This is my fourth season, and that's the first walk-off field goal I've been a part of in college. I was a part of a walk-off field goal in, in high school, and I missed it. So I've been on both ends of the spectrum here. So yeah, wow. No no, 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 um, no fun on the other end of that, yeah, but man, no. when you can experience it this way. Um, our guest is Dragon Kesich. I want to talk a minute here about one of our sponsors of our Go Gopher podcast. They sponsor our player profile, and we thank them for that. Affinity Plus is your local credit union, proudly serving Minnesota since 1930. As a current Gopher student or proud gopher alum you're eligible to join a financial that wants to build a meaningful banking relationship and put you first you can meet with a local employee at any of their branches statewide including right off campus in minneapolis to learn more or find another way to connect go to affinityplus.org slash go gophers that's affinityplus.org slash go gophers they have a top-ranked mobile app app that is you can track that down as well affinity plus federal credit union federally insured by ncua and uh, they're going to have a special announcement next week keep an eye on it for some uh, new agreements with some gopher student athletes for name image and likeness and as part of our go gopher podcast and in their support of gopher student athletes uh, each one of our guests here during the football season uh, gets a hundred dollars for appearing here on the go gopher podcast a hundred dollar gift card courtesy of affinity plus and their support of gophers and gopher student athletes we're with dragon kessich the hero, one of many heroes. You think about it. You got Newbin, you got Wally, you got Ethan, you got the running backs, you got who am, who am I forgetting? Daniel Jackson. Daniel Jackson with the toe tap. How could I forget the, our, our guest last week? He's got some uh, uh, some merchandise out too at the Dinky Town Athletes. Uh, uh, I mean, you think you look at the picture. That's a still shot, and then they kind of turned it into. It, it looks just like the Jordan yeah, logo. It's. I mean, it's just a sweet sweatshirt, a hoodie, t-shirts, what have you. DinkyTownAthletes.com. If you want to check that stuff out. Yes. You got your stuff yet? Not yet. You got to find some stuff, yeah, man. Not yet. They're working on a design right now. Are they? Yeah. Nice. All right. Well, so, we'll keep, uh, keep an eye out for that as well. Um, so North Carolina this weekend, you earlier had mentioned on to North Carolina. So mentally as a kicker, each week goes and comes, and here we are. Uh, yep. Looks like a good weather day. That's a, when you're in your kicker, you yeah, prefer that, right? Exactly. You want a nice, <laughs> nice sunny, no, no wind day. Um, what uh, as a as a special teams guy? How much do you scout? I mean, the the field's a hundred yards. The goalposts never change. They're always in the same spot. Does it matter what stadium you're at? Uh, no, not really. I mean, uh, it just depends on wind, I guess. So like, you you never really know until you get there. About you won't know till game time. Until how how much wind you have to play and stuff like that. But like scouting, I'll I'll text some buddies like who, who've played there, ask them about. Like if they've seen anything, if they've noticed anything, but uh, we'll watch. I'll watch the kickoff returner sometime to see what kind of tendencies he has. But other than that, no. Yeah. yeah. And um, have you done that yet? I know you mentioned you tech. Uh, you have a punter buddy from yeah, Virginia Tech. Virginia who's Tech. Played yeah. There? Yeah. And uh, so I texted him. He said he played in 2020. It was really nice. And then he played there one other time. And it was like hurricane wind because it's like a hurricane warning <laughs> or something. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm going in. With kind of an open mind, not really knowing, but I'm going to go with the, I think it's supposed to be a nice day. So yeah. I guess, like I said, we won't know until we get there. Your pregame routine then to understand, again, given the the weather situation, the wind direction, 
whatever else. Um, what what is that like for you? Uh, so like what, when we when we first get to the stadium, we go out there. I'll throw like turf in the air just to see which way the turf's blowing. But then after I warm up and once we go out there, I'll kick uh, like a certain amount of balls each way just to see how the wind's playing. Uh, in our stadium, it's hard because like the flags on the uprights move a certain different way than the American flag, and then the American flag moves a different way than the flags all the way on top of the stadium. So it's just about uh, knowing your surroundings. Don't give those secrets out either. Yeah. PJ said he he has his secrets. You grab, probably have the same ones. Yeah. But he refuses to tell because he doesn't want the other kicker to. Yeah, know, exactly. Right? Yeah, we got some. We got some. Uh, some secrets that. <laughs> we don't tell. We don't tell anybody. It just stays in our room. So it's, that's for them for, to figure yeah. out. So you'll go in and kick both ways. Do you? Um, yeah, and you feel comfortable at a certain distance. Does the? How much does weather then play a factor on? Okay, like the other night against Nebraska, you felt good sixty three or let's say. Yeah. Could there be something where man today with this wind fifty might be it? Yeah, there could definitely be uh, winds like that. I remember last year at Nebraska, uh, if, or not Nebraska, Northwestern, the like. Kickoffs going one way, I was landing them at the 10. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Kickoffs the other way, we're going out the back of the end zone. Yeah. So stuff like that. Like one way you could be good from 50, and the other way you can be good from 65. Yeah. So it's just about like uh, going into it with a game plan and letting coach know how and where I'm comfortable from in each direction. Is there, now that you have both duties, um, how much practice, how much time in practice throughout the week does that change, or if if at all? Because uh, you were working on field goals anyway. Yeah, but. I would say it's roughly the same amount. Coach Wanger does a really good job of making sure we're uh, on the bodies and making sure we're feeling good. So I would say it's about the same, roughly probably like two or three times a week before game day. Now, when I go to practice, I watch and the offense is working. Sometimes it's seven on seven drills and you see eighth and just firing the ball all over to all his receivers and the linemen are doing their blocking and the linebackers are tackling and the defensive backs are doing their thing. Sometimes it's 11 on 11. Sometimes it's third down. Sometimes it's, you know, what have you, short yardage, two point conversions, name it. They've got it. Yeah. What do you guys do? Uh, we're, uh, <laughs> we're off to the side a little bit, depending on if there's a special team period coming up we're getting ready for that helping on the dots but if we're outside we'll uh, go into the old indoor and we'll do our work in there so we're like so we have more room and we're out of the way of the rest of the team so we'll get in there we'll kick we'll punt we'll snap and then once like there's a special teams period coming up we'll go outside get ready for that and then we'll go back inside and then we'll do more work yeah. So it looks like we don't do anything, but we actually do stuff. Oh, well, yeah. I, I would think you had to go through the reps. But is there also a point at which you don't want your leg to get too fatigued? Oh, yeah, there's yeah, because it's like if you think about it, like a baseball pitcher, you don't want to pitch it all, all the time. So yeah. you we kind of go in there like we won't necessarily hit balls all the time. We'll do more like this thing called mark steps where you put a piece of tape on the ground and then you take your st- your field goal steps and then your goal is to hit that same piece of tape over and over just so you have that uh, muscle memory. So we'll do stuff like that where – Balls really aren't yeah. in, in usage. So, what is the um, how many would you? I mean, maybe you don't know the number a week. Do you, how many field goal attempts do you think in a in a week would you practice? Because at some point you do want that timing and the mechanisms yeah. all uh, you know For like sure. second nature. Yeah, I would say uh, so. Probably four, eight. I would say uh, up to game day or including game day. Let's let's count. Let, let's just do practice. Uh, I would say probably close to forty, maybe. During the course of the yeah, week. Yeah, during the course of the week. Can you feel, uh, have there been times like, okay, hey, uh, I should be kicking maybe a dozen today, but the leg, we yeah. better we better just practice the steps. Yeah, there's yeah, there's uh, definitely days where it's like you're hitting, you're hitting, you're hitting, you're like, ooh, 
the legs kind of, the legs kind of tired. Yeah. And then you take it easy, take it easy, do more steps and do more like ball contact stuff rather than swinging full through yeah. the ball. You mentioned like pitchers um, now, so they go out, they throw a hundred pitches, they dump their elbow and shoulder in a bucket <laughs> of ice. Do you ever ice the leg? Oh, I'm in the ice tub all the time. Are you really? Con- constantly. And I, that helps you think? I, I think it does. Could be a placebo, but yeah. I think it does help. Uh, I'm in it every day. I, I truly do, do think put, it helps. Do you, do you uh, just go crawl in it? It's not just your leg, your whole body? Oh, no, whole body. Oh, you you, you got to go You got to go chest in the, chest in the tub. Because there's people, even if they're not kickers or even athletes, that now that there's some, I don't know if there's studies, but there's people who that's become kind of a, a trending thing that people just jump in an ice bath. Yeah, it's I see it all the time on like, I don't use TikTok, I use Instagram Reels. So I see it all the time on Instagram Reels. And I see like cryotherapy and like cryo chambers yeah. and stuff. I never tried that. I feel like that's too cold. Whew. But a nice cold tub, a nice eight minute cold tub can. And you think that just done. helps the muscles? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think it just gets. I don't know if it, it like constricts the muscles, gets new blood flowing. I don't know what it does, but I feel good afterwards. <laughs> so it's good. And then um, the the holder uh, uh, is, as we mentioned, Crawford, and it's kind of cool because his parents uh, are in town. Of course, he's from Australia. We've had him on the podcast as well. Yeah. Um, if you want, and we'll probably have him on at some point this season again. Uh, j- just if nothing else, just to hear him talk in his Australian accent, which is <laughs> awesome. Um, but uh, I had chatted with him. Uh, I think it was the yeah, it was it wasn't Friday, I guess, but the fast Friday practice the day before the. Nebraska games that would have been on that Wednesday and uh, he was so excited his parents had never seen him play football in person because you know they're in Australia they watch I suppose in the middle of the night I guess yeah anyway um, (laughs) but they've been doing this whole track they were in Toronto they're going to New York I think and North Carolina and yeah they're doing everything while they're here and it it was kind of funny because they came uh they came here to watch Crawford punt and last game he didn't punt (laughs) so that's true I didn't think about that angle yeah but they're they've been going uh yeah now they're on their way to New York now I mean, uh, North Carolina for the game. And, yeah, it was, it was nice meeting them because uh, Crawford's always on FaceTime with them. And then when him and I are together, I, like, yeah. I, I introduced myself, so it was finally nice seeing them in person. So. Yeah, and um, you guys, this, cause, because you're hanging out a lot, the team's out of one area, and I know that, that you're one of the popular guys on the team, but I would think that because you're around those specialists and there's other kickers and there's yeah. other holders and snappers, and I know they got guys waiting in the wings for their turn too, yeah. um, how close are you guys? I mean, uh, how's that uh, camaraderie? Yeah, it's we're a pretty tight-knit group. We like to do a lot of stuff together, you know, specialists. We like to golf. Uh, Brady Weeks, Jacob Lewis, and David Kemp are pretty good golfers. Yeah. Uh, probably some of the best on the team. But yeah, our camaraderie is really good. We uh, we like to help each other. We watch film together. We want e- we want each other to succeed. It's not a compete against. It's a compete with kind of mentality. So let the best man win. And whatever I have to do to help Jacob become a better kicker, or help David. I mean, they're helping me in in a lot of ways, like trick it. So I mean, it's it's a good group. I know Sham and. Freshman Caleb, he's coming a long way. Caleb McGrath, Crawford's helping him along the way. So it's a really good group. we got some good uh, good talent, and I'm excited for where this group's going to go. How much do you guys then, to hang out, you know, uh, off the field and after uh, practice and when you're not at games? All the time. We're uh, – a lot of us like to uh, a lot of a lot of us like to play Pokemon Go. Now, we, what is that's a video game? No, it's a, a card game. No, it's so it's Pokemon. It came out like in like 2016, where it's like uh, you just catch Pokemon on your phone. So like you'll just like I can show you. You got it. Look at this. He's it's gonna... a, yeah, it's like uh, so like Cody Lindenberg, Jacob Lewis, like all of us, we just like walk around Dinky Town catching Pokemon. And it's the greatest thing ever. I, w- I probably should get involved with this. Yeah, it it's like too fun to miss. So and like all these Pokemon appear, and then you just like catch them. And so then this like, is this is literally a map of of, of, of the, where you're at. Yeah, of, of the campus, and then we just walk over there, and you get like all these like 
gyms and stuff. It's it's so, so fun. So I, as an older guy, look at that and think to myself, some guy invented that. Now he's worth probably a hundred million dollars. Yeah, because I need to invent something so, like that. So yes, so many people play it because it was like a 2016 thing, 2016, 2017, and then like you kind of hopped off of it. And then for some reason, we all just hopped back on the back grind, in. and that's, that's all we do outside of football. It's crazy. You yeah. guys. Uh, video, or do you do video games a lot, too? Oh, yeah. And do you play against teammates? Yeah, well, a, lot, a lot of guys, <laughs> like Chris Almond Bell, he's really good at 2K and Madden. So if you want a, a good matchup, you, go, you go against, that's the guy you want to yeah. beat. But Fortnite, Call of Duty, all that stuff, everybody plays with each other. I love Chris, but my hunch is that he'll let you hear about it when he beats you. Oh, yeah, you you won't hear the end of it. Yeah. You won't hear But that's kind of I am, too, because I'm I have that competitive no. nature. So yeah. when when Chris and I uh, when Chris and I play and he beats me, it's uh it's pretty yeah. rough. It's pretty rough. <laughs> uh, I want to talk about one of our other sponsors here, and we got a couple of different announcements relating to Headflyer Brewing in Northeast Minneapolis. It's just a few blocks off of campus. Uh, they're with us here for the football season and and hopefully longer. Great craft beer with big selection and big flavor. Uh, personally, I got the No Funny Stuff beer. That's a good one. A little on the lighter side. That's my flavor, but uh, there are big flavors as well with the IPAs and the hazy IPAs. All kinds of big flavors that uh, beer lovers. Uh, beer lovers crave, I should say. Uh, also pumped about how cool the place is. They've got outdoor seating. They've got a cool vibe, TV, projectors. And this week for the Minnesota-North Carolina road game, they have a game watch. 2.30 is when the kickoff is this Saturday. We invite you to go watch the game at Headflyer Brewing. They have these cool gopher t-shirts, the gopher gear uh, from Headflyer. If you buy the gear or already have gear and wear it, you will get uh, discounts from the tap room during the gopher game. Also, October 5th, a Thursday night. We're going to do a live Go Go for podcast from there. It's a happy hour from 6 to 7, and then we're going to do the live show from 7 to 8. So mark your calendar Thursday night, October 5th. That's the week leading into the Michigan game. And how about this? That's the battle for the Little Brown Jug. They're going to have this great um, special for folks that come watch the podcast in person. A Little Brown Jug that they're going to fill with your favorite beer. They've got it. They're going to also make a special maroon and gold beer. So it's going to be fun at this uh, tap room, uh, Head Flyer Brewing. Stay tuned. We're uh, going to get you more of those specifics. But uh, for the most part, October the 5th, Thursday night, leading into Michigan, 6 to 7 happy hours, 7 to 8 is the live show. Head Flyer Brewing, uh, we'll have some special guests, of course, some beer specials, and a big night heading into that big game. It's just a mile and a half from where they'll go for football stadium. Hey, if you're coming to a home game, stop by before after or both. Uh, it's a really cool spot, as we mentioned. And as we mentioned this weekend, it's a road game. Watch 2.30 the kickoff. Headflyer Brewing stop by this week for the start of college football season as it rolls on into week three. Take a flyer, Headflyer Brewing. Hi, Gopher fans. Switching is easy. We do it all the time. We switch on lights. We switch TV channels. We switch on the TV. And with the new transfer portal, some college students even switch colleges, which can seem crazy to us diehard fans. But what's not crazy is how you can switch and save with State Farm. In fact, my agency can switch you over so we can start saving today. My team is ready to welcome you to the State Farm neighborhood and show you it is, in fact, easy to switch and save. When you want the real deal, check us out at champlininsurance.com. Like a good neighbor state farm is there all right we're in episode 87 dragon kesich with us wisconsin native we talked about this a year ago how did you end up in minnesota uh really weird story so uh 
I wouldn't really say that word, but <laughs> I was, uh, so I was like kind of getting recruited by Wisconsin, you know, being a local kid, they obviously like go after you. So I was going to a lot of, uh, a lot of games and a lot of game day visits. And obviously Wisconsin was a dream school, you know, growing up in Wisconsin. So when I didn't get an offer there, I was like, I was kind of, kind of hurt. And then I remember one day my, my Twitter DM, uh, notification with a message from Rob Wanger. And I was like, oh, who's Rob Wanger? And I look, he's a special teams coordinator at the University of Minnesota. And I was like, uh-oh, here we go. <laughs> so I came out here. I camped out here. Coach Wanger and I talked. He liked me. And I was like, okay, okay. So I went and obviously on the ride home was talking with my parents about it. And I did a couple more visits to different schools, like Eastern Illinois, Washington State, Iowa State, that kind of stuff. And I came on my official visit here. And it was the I, Sunday morning. I had a meeting with Coach Fleck in his office. And before I told my, my parents, I'm like, I'm, I'm committing. So I walk, I walk in the office and I'm like, uh, Coach Fleck, I think I want to commit. He's like, I think, do you want to commit? And I'm like, <laughs> yes, sir, I want to commit. I, I want to go to the University of Minnesota. And I ended up here. Here you are. What, what did you, uh, what were those visits like in terms of what sold you on the idea? Uh, I mean, playing in the Big Ten is obviously, growing up a Midwesterner is what you want to do. The campus was love. The school here is great. Uh, the team, uh, a lot of the specialists that were on the team when uh, when I was on my visit, like Grant Ryersey, Brady Weeks, he was my host. A lot of those guys were really nice on my visit. I mean, I still talk to every single one of them to, to this day. So there are just a lot of aspects of the school that really brought me here because obviously life's more than football. And there's a lot of opportunities, you know, Fortune 500 companies and stuff like that in the Minneapolis area that really drew me in. What is your major? Kinesiology. So what Where? Do, what do you want to do with that eventually? Uh, I want to go to chiropractor school. No kidding. Yeah, there's one in Bloomington, so. Get some uh, adjustments on, yeah. on on the back. Very yeah. good. Uh, when we talked last time as well, um, you'll have to refresh my memory. Kesic, Dragan Kesic, Croatian? Serbian. Serbian. Gosh, sorry It's like about the that. same thing, but yeah. Serbian, yeah. So yeah. take me through that your dad was from there. Yeah, so like both of my parents were born here, but then... Like, their parents were born over there. And then once my dad was born here, I think he was like four or six or something like that, they moved back to Serbia, and they were living there. I think it was like 14 years or something like that. Then, like, the war broke out, and then they were forced to to move back to the States. And Milwaukee is where they ended up based. Yeah, because, like, Milwaukee, so it's like Serbia, Chicago, and then Milwaukee with, like, dense population of Serbs. So in Milwaukee, there's so many Serbs, like— Literally, like, my grandparents, my dad's parents live within three blocks. Uh, the, the siblings, like my grandpa, his brother, his sister live within three blocks of each other. Wow. So it's like a really dense Serbian population in Milwaukee. So did you grow up in a house that spoke Serbian? Is that the yeah, language? Yeah, Serbian. Yeah, my dad, uh, heavy, heavy Serbian speaker. With my with my dad, it was Serbian. And then with my mom, it was kind of like the the English. But yeah. my mom speaks, she's fluent in Serbian too. Yeah. So Are I, you? Are you? Yeah, I, yeah, I'm pretty pretty fluent in Serbian. So I haven't been to Serbia yet, though. You want to go? Yeah, my brother and I went. Uh, my brother and I bought tickets in 2020, and then we all know what happened in 2020. The pandemic. The pandemic. So out uh, the trip was was out. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a beautiful area of the world, right? Oh yeah, it's like it's it's right on right on the edge of like like even if you look at like Croatia, like yeah, there's a really beautiful like coastline right there. By Croatia and Serbia, so yeah, it's something I definitely want to check out because I got family over there. My mom's dad, so my grandpa lives over there. My dad has a bunch of cousins over there, so I wanna, 
I want to get out there and experience it a little bit. They're, uh, the Gopher women were just in Croatia, the basketball I team. did see that. Yeah, I was so, like, thanks for the invite. Yeah, they could have uh, brought you along. At yeah, least. they could have. You, you I could have translated I can't hoop, too. Yeah. If anybody tells you I can't hoop, like forever, Chris, if anybody says I can't hoop, you're, I you're, can hoop. Your defense, I ask um, at Big Ten Football Media Day, we, we, talked, we talked to Altman Bell, and we asked who the, the starting five would be. Your name didn't come up. See, he's lying because he told me I'd be in the starting five. See, or I'd be first, you Or probably. I'd be first man off the bench. Yeah. Do you remember his five or no? Yes. Uh, I got to think about it for a minute. It was uh, Chris Christian Hoskins. Mm-hmm. It was Anthony Smith. Okay. It was Brev. All right. It was Altman Bell. Who who else would it be? Is that is that five? Was that five? That was four. Chris, Christian, Anthony, Brev. Yeah. There was who Who else would it be? Uh, if not you. Yeah. Uh, I would say me. Maybe Corey. Did I I forget? Corey. So Brevin, Altman Bell, Hoskins, Anthony Smith. Oh, it was um, a freshman. Um, Max Shikajansky? No. Oh. No, but he had, he's, yeah, he put 40 he, yeah. down in yeah. a high school <laughs> game. You know, his dad played hoops here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jim Shikajansky was a was a uh, hooper here. Uh, it was They did not mention Max, but I would have to think – uh, he was an all-state point guard. I would yeah. have to think that he. Uh, have you have you been in games with him? No, I haven't. Um, I can't remember who it was, a, it was. I think it was a true freshman. They were impressed with him. So you get, you you have to go pick a bone with them now that we now that I think about yeah, this. They did I'm not a, bring your name up. Yeah, that's crazy. And you're a lefty. Lefty. Because I know you're left-footed, but sometimes that doesn't always mean. Yeah, I'm everything lefty. So like, except when I golf. You're a right-handed right, yeah. golfer. Right-handed golfer, and that's a little weird because usually kickers are great golfers because of the hip movement, but that yeah. hip movement would be totally yeah, opposite. Totally opposite, but that's yeah. why I'm not good at golf. <laughs> uh, <laughs> maybe you should try. Yeah, maybe get I a left-handed should. set of clubs. My dad's lefty with uh, with golf, so I try and use his clubs, but I just I can't figure it out. Yeah, like, I, I legitimately can't swing that way. It's weird. I don't know. <laughs> you scored a hundred goals in a season in in uh, so- I almost said hockey in soccer. Um, I remember you telling me that last year. So you um, grew up a, a soccer kid, right? Oh, yeah, that was that was my life growing up. Everything. I didn't start football until I was in fifth grade, and I never really planned on being a kicker. My dad wanted me to be a kicker, and I was like, No, I want to be like a running back. I want to be an O lineman, stuff like that. So after I was done with my fifth grade team, there's like a there's a draft. And I was the first overall pick in the draft for so, soccer. No, for football. For football. Yeah, but so then I was like, oh, maybe maybe we can do something in this football thing. So I, I started soccer ever since I was little, all the way up until junior year in high school. I, I stopped playing high school soccer because we had to run two miles in twelve minutes. No chance I was doing mm. that. So I stopped playing high school soccer, but I still <laughs> that played was club. why you quit. Yeah, I didn't even show up to tryouts. I said there's no way I complete that. So I didn't even go to tryouts, and then I, uh, I started really focusing on football and like. Eighth grade, started going to camps and stuff, you know, played soccer on the side. The the, the sports kind of yeah. flipped. It was more like soccer with football on the side, and then it flipped to football with soccer on the side. But yeah. I still love soccer. I wish I could uh, still play it. Do you ever get out try a pickup game? Uh, not really, but, like, sometimes when I go home, like, a couple buddies and I will just go out and, like, kick the ball kick around. The ball and around. Just brings back memories. How far could you kick a soccer ball? Well, pretty. I think pretty. Can far. you? And I don't know this. I should know this as a sports <laughs> fan. Um, can you kick a football or soccer ball farther? I mean, not mm, you, but just generally. Yeah, I wouldn't. I mean, it depends. Are we talking college football or an NFL football? Is that different? Oh, way different. No kidding. Way different. NFL football is way better to kick because it's more like a soccer ball. It's more rounded. It's more condensed. But I. That's a good question. Honestly, I want to say soccer ball. Yeah, that's but what part I of me wants think. to say football. Huh. We might have to go do a test sometime. I think so, yeah. Just, just, just figure it out. Yeah, because yeah. That, uh, yeah. Interesting. Uh, you're a big Packers fan. Oh, yeah. Bucks fan. Yep. Baseball, too, or no? Brewers. Did we talk about you? You should have tried to – you were – Oh, be a pitcher in high school. Be a school. pitcher. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, my dad didn't want me to. 
They didn't want you to. No. But you you think you could bring it? I think lefty pitchers. Yeah, they make some good money. Dime, they're, they're, see, righties are a dime a dozen. Lefties can specialize and be in the game for exactly. till they're forty. Exactly. Yeah. So The more I look at it, the more I was like, hmm, maybe maybe uh, I should have gave a pitcher a go. Yeah. Um, Brewers are going to make the playoffs. It the, looks like the Yankees right? won't. So that's good. to the see. Yankees won't. Uh, Packers knocked off the Bears. Great start. Shout out Danny Strigo. So uh, is is Strigo? He's a Bears fan. He is. Yeah. How, how's that? Uh, I think his mom is a Bears fan. No kidding. Then, yeah. All right, we're gonna have to ask him about that yeah, someday. Yeah, See, yeah. Get, this is how I get all my inside dirt <laughs> on, on you guys. Um, so last year, uh, I, I'm trying to remember. The Packers started off poorly. They did. And you were on the podcast, and you said. Just wait. They're going to come around. Yes. And then I that? saw you like five weeks later. You're like, man, I told you. Yeah. And, and they were so close. Yeah, they, I was at that. So they needed to beat Detroit the last game of the season yeah. to make the playoffs. And I was, I went to the game. And, of course, they, they, they blew it. And I was like, gosh, we were that close. Yeah. So they let A-Rod walk. Yeah. They, uh, Jordan Love had a good game. Did you watch any of that game last night? Uh, the, the Jets? Jets yeah. On, How about that? I 60 so, seconds, four plays. Yeah. I feel so bad for Aaron Rodgers. Man. But funny story, not really. It's actually really funny. So there's this <laughs> bar in Milwaukee where if the Jets lose, so like the rule is like Aaron Rodgers has to start, but if the Jets lose, they'll cover your tab. So once Aaron Rodgers went down, everyone's showing up every, at that bar. Everybody started racking up their tabs, <laughs> and then the Jets came back and won. So everyone's so every, on the hook. Yeah, everybody. No, everybody had to cover their own That's tabs. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. So. That, so that bar was uh, accidentally genius. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> they're exactly. thinking they're going to get free food exactly. and beer, and the next thing you know, that's not the case. Um, yeah. yeah, that I mean, I, I haven't always been an Aaron Rodgers fan. He, yeah, I've certainly admired him as a player, but that stinks. Big I time. mean, 39 years old, he's going to be 40 in the end of the year. Uh, that We might not see him play football. That's what I said. I was uh, talking to Derek LeCaptain because he's also a Packer fan, obviously. And I was like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if – he retires. Yeah. I mean, because he was close. Yeah. He's been like three or four years in a row where yeah. you wait and he goes into that dark cave thing yeah. or whatever he does <laughs> to figure out whether he's coming back. So um, with this uh, with this, with this, this Achilles, although the Achilles, as we saw with Muhammad last year, it's not even like 10 years ago, it was a much worse injury. But technology yeah. and medicine has just come enough that yeah. um, he, if he wants to play, he'll, he'll be back next year. Yeah. But. Boy, that's still a lot, you know, to figure out as if you want to do it yeah. as a forty-year-old. Uh, you know, do you want to do that? Yeah. Uh, so, who? Uh, how do you think the? I mean, is this a, a facade here? The first game, or the Bears just that bad, or are the Packers? You know, what do you think? I think it's a bit of both. I think the Bears are really bad. Yeah. But I think because I think I'm pretty sure the Packers are like the second youngest team in the in the NFL, if, if I remember that correctly. But I think we I think we have some potential. I don't, I don't think Super Bowl, but I definitely think we can do better than a lot of people may think. Um, the division might be there. It might be, you, you know, know, Vikings and Vikings L. Yeah, sorry, Vikings, sorry about that. Uh, you know, that's probably one of their more winnable games on the schedule for the, yeah. for the Vikes. What's it been like as an NFL guy or fan to be in in Vikings country for these years yeah. while you're a Packers fan? It was tough. We went to the during fall camp. We went to. Uh, we went to the Vikings game and we had to wear like a shirt that said like Skull Vikes or I forgot what it said on it, but I wanted the word inside out, but I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't. Cody Linderberg always, I always, him and I always uh, chat to each other about like Packers and Vikings and stuff like that. So Lindenberg, I'm assuming, is a Viking. Oh yeah, tell me he's a, a Viking. Yeah, yeah he's okay, a Viking. Got a Viking. All right, tell me about your uh, hair here. Oh yeah. <laughs> so that showed up on TV in that interview, which was yeah. great. So it started out. So it started last year when I, I should describe it. So it's a. Yeah. It's a, is it a green tint? Would you yeah, call it? Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of fading now, but it was uh it was blue like Avatar Arrow. Yeah, so it's just, it it almost looks like you painted on a mohawk. Yeah, 
Yeah. And then on the front, it's an arrow. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So how did this come about? So it started in uh, last year, fall camp. I just buzz cutted my hair. Buzz cut it, I think that's the word. And then uh, dyed it, bleached it blonde. And then I showed up to practice one day, and Coach Flex like, hey, you should paint something on it. Like, it's a blank canvas. I'm like, all right, you're right. So I painted some, like, <laughs> flames on it last year, and it was, everybody was like, oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Then I had Crawford, like, cut it into a mohawk, and then we did, like, polka dots on it. And I was like, okay, so that's where the mohawk came from last year. So then this year, we're like, all right, we'll switch it up a little bit. So I bleached it again, and then I did smiley faces first. It was a bunch of smiley faces on my head. And then after, this, after that, because of Pokemon Go, I had a uh, – they drew a – a Pokemon on my head. So that was for week two. And then Quentin Redding and I last year talked about me getting the Avatar arrow. And I was like, ah, I'm not going to do it. And I was like, you know what? We'll get it this year. So Crawford bald, bald the side of my head, shaved the, uh, arrow? the arrow into it. And then that's that. And is that just like a hair color? Yeah, dye? just hair yeah. dye, hair paint. So it's fading a little. Oh, yeah. I'm going to get it repainted for the game. A, a brand new painted yeah, brand arrow. New, brand new painted. Same color? Yeah, same color. Yeah. I kind of... uh. I'm debating on if I cut it or not because mm. it's kind of grown out right now. And so it's it's a pretty tough decision that I'm going to have to make. <laughs> These are the things that you have to maul yeah, at this point. Yeah, because I don't know. Are you are you four or five years here now? This, this is, is your four. four. So how uh, you mentioned kinesiology because um, some of your teammates have been here six. I mean, Chris, Chris Altman's seven, been here. Doctor, been here Dr. seven. Bell. You know, um, I know Bo. Uh, I talked to him. He's going to have a master's, I think, at the end of this semester. Yeah, if, if I remember right. Um, so, wh- uh, where where are you? And how many? What do you have for eligibility then? Do you uh, have, this year and then one more and one more. Yeah. So you could you be back next year. Yeah. And will you be able to pursue a? Because there's yeah, two ways you can do it. Because like Tanner, Tanner <laughs> was like, I'm taking I'm taking one class, man. Yeah. You know, he had his degree. And he was ready, yeah. or others will get, yeah, this free chance for a master's exactly. degree. I, uh, so I'll graduate in spring, this coming up spring, and then I kind of haven't decided yet if I'm going to start my master's or if I'm just going to pull a tanner and just take, like, one class yeah. a semester. Yeah. So that's I, I should probably start start thinking Figuring about that. Figuring that out. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it, it's fun either way, and yeah. um, hopefully, um, you know, I mean, what, what, if you, what if you rip off, like, you know, 20, 50-yard field goals yeah. and you're, you know, 34 <laughs> for 35 or something, and... You know, at, at that point, you're yeah. like, you know, <laughs> who needs the Masters? I'm going to the NFL, right? <laughs> well, yeah. that'd be a good problem. Oh, yeah. That'd be, that'd be, a, that'd problem. be a great problem that'd to be have. A good problem. That'd be a well, great problem. It's been fun uh, watching. Uh, um, it, it's been great watching you also just kind of develop uh, as a team leader and as a guy that the team kind of gravitates to. Thank you. And um, let's uh, let's go get another one in Chapel Hill this week. I like that. I like that idea. Sounds good. There yeah. he is. That's Gopher kicker Dragon Kesic. My thanks to him for joining us on episode 87. I hope you enjoyed hearing from him as much as I did. Episode 87 is presented by Sunbelt Business Advisors and True North Mergers and Acquisitions. If you're buying or selling a business, visit sunbeltminnesota.com or tnma.com. We're also partnered with Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union, a locally member-owned full-service financial invested in you. You can learn more at affinityplus.org slash gogophers. That's affinityplus.org. Org slash go gophers. They also sponsor our player profile. Cub has joined us as one of our primary sponsors here. It's the official grocer of the gophers. Everyone deserves a chance at a full life. Join Cub, the University of Minnesota, and M Health Fairview Masonic Children's Hospital. Donate to Cub Kindness at the register and help kids live healthier, happier lives. Thank you for making a difference. Also, welcome aboard to new sponsor Headflyer Brewing, located in northeast Minneapolis, just a mile and a half from the stadium. 
Stop in for great tasting craft beer tonight. And don't forget, Head Flyer Brewing is a pregame and postgame gopher football option for home games. And this Saturday for a road game, it's a game watch. Minnesota and North Carolina, special discounts if you're watching with your Head Flyer gopher gear on. Great gear, great beer. We're also brought to you by State Farm Agent Tony Hoagland. Again, I'd invite you to listen to past podcasts and please click that subscribe button right now to the Go Gopher podcast. It's free to subscribe and free to listen at any time. And share the link to the podcast with others so they can subscribe and listen as well. We'll talk again next week.